Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello, and welcome to this show. As we go back to the bringers of the light. This week, getting my gear situated. (laughs) Back to the Seafoam Inn. The week of September 24th. I'm out here walking in the fall colors, the leaves. It's a cloudy, little rainy, little, little bit of rain. A little rainy. There's you can hear crows in the background. Definitely the feel of autumn in the air. There's kids up here on their bikes. So this week we come back to the Seafoam Inn. chapter 22 and 23, two little short chapters as we sit with the guides and understand, try to understand the energies for the week ahead and the week of this now. Hello. Hi. Hello. Oh, oh, I forgot it was still recording. I like lost in space there for a minute. So there's a guy on a bike with an older boy and a younger little girl. Oh, okay. All right. Before we go any further, I want to wrap us all in love light and light love and invite in the guides who overlight this show, Archangel Michael. Archangel Metatron, the Pleiadians, I've got Twin Flame Guides coming in, I've got a lot of guides coming in, so let's just see what they all want to talk about uh, for this week. So if you're new here, welcome, welcome, no matter where you're catching this, what podcast platform. Um, I have have to say, if you follow me in multiple places, I've been a little absent on YouTube. Um, I've mainly been focused on these Sundays, Bringers of the Light. Um, It's been a very trying past six weeks or so in my 3D world. A lot of lessons being, well, not lessons being learned, a lot of uh, tests. initiations and a lot of practice me practicing what I have been learning um, and what I've been working on for quite some time now in preparation for 
um, new beginnings in some very um, pertinent and important areas of my life. And so that's not just me, that's you all too. So we've got a new series of eclipses next month. So this week we have the harvest moon at the end of the week on the 29th. And this is like the culmination. This is like the ending of possibly some very long cycles, some things you've been learning, working on and manifesting for quite some time now. So that harvest moon is in 29 degrees of Aries. So if you're familiar with your chart, you can pay attention to what house that falls in for you in your natal chart. That's where these lunations, these moons, new moons and full moons impact you at the time that they are happening up into the week ahead and you know usually three or four days afterwards those integration points and it's like we don't want to lose sight of the fact that this is like the pause the um reward like the the reaping of the rewards starts at the culmination of this full moon. So Spirit's been saying that to me two or three times now. Um, and so they wanna just get right down to business. They're like skipped over all of the welcome stuff and what I've been doing. And we're getting right down to business because there's a lot to cover and so they want me to get through it all. Um, but this, they keep telling me that at the culmination of the full moon, um, you're going to see big shifts starting to happen in various areas of your life. Um, if you've been following the Seafoam Inn with me over the past, I don't know how long we've been working on this book together every Sunday, um, this channeled fiction, which you know, if you've been following again for a while, you know it's more than just a channeled fiction, like fun story about the bringers of the light, which is me, which is you, we're all bringers of the light, light workers, spiritual warriors. Um, it's a lot more than that. And, um, They're saying that big things start to change at the culmination of this full moon. So, all right, guides, help me keep my, my, tell me, help me stay on track with what you want me to cover here. So make sure I get to all of it. Um, I think in my time zone, it's like 5.30 in the morning on the 29th. And they've given me this message about that timing three times now, and usually, they're not very forthright about timing. Um, we have been told to gloss over timing in the past, you know, when it's like, well, this is gonna happen in seven days. This is gonna happen in three months and all that. Um, what we've learned here on the channel, and if you're following is um, sometimes those are not, um, sometimes those are not entirely accurate in terms of 3D timing. But they don't want me to go into that. That's kind of like for a whole other, um, topic about timing but if you are following us um, I don't know all the platforms if they have this functionality but I do know on Spotify which is where we have playlists created too um, you can um, search for certain things in the search of the podcast itself like if you go to like the the TLC for the soul on the 
I don't know what's called like a homepage, but the main page of the podcast. And there's like usually a search bar, like search within this podcast and you can search. We've done various shows on divine timing, um, pick a cards on the timing of things. Is this, you know, pick a cards about like, is this divine timing? Is this something else? Um, to kind of get you more familiar with the concept of how timing works when you're working in the higher realms. And I'm assuming that everyone here that's listening to this is not necessarily a newbie. Like either you are new to me um, and some of the concepts may be what you'd be like, oh, I don't know a lot about divine timing. But as soon as you start hearing me talk about it, then it opens up your remembrance, your Akashic record of everything you already know about timing. And so it just starts to resonate and you start to understand. So the eclipses next month, so they want us to pause and, and feel and celebrate and feel good about how far we've come because we keep jumping to the eclipses. The eclipses in October are the beginning of a new 19 year cycle in whatever area, um, whatever house those eclipses fall in your chart. And we are not an astrology channel. We're not an astrologist. I'm trying to learn more about astrology. So when I work with you guys um, one-on-one, you know, as clients or in this show that um, I'm working with you and your chart um, as part of the work that we do together because that's very important because the chart is like your natal chart your natal astrology chart is like a blueprint of basically your life this lifetime Um, so we kind of come to decipher that together but 19 years is a long time and so when you're asked to wonder about what areas of your life this is falling in. If you look back to 19 years ago, it would have been, I think, 2004, 2005. And then prior to that, um, 19 years prior to that would have been like 1984, 1985. Um, what significant, if you're that old, <laughs> if you were, if you're that old to have got, be able to go back that far. I know some of our listeners are not, you know, not old enough to be able to go back, what, 38 years. Um, So uh, that is the main areas that are going to be affected by these Libra solar eclipse and this Taurus lunar eclipse. You know, and then Libra, just looking at, look at Libra, that's like the house of relationships and balance and your preferred partnerships and Taurus is all about home and comfort and coziness and luxury and wealth and good health. Um, so no matter where, what house they're in, those eclipses for you will also have some bearing on those things. But now that's only, and really that's only about two and a half weeks from now. So when I asked the guides this morning, like, okay, then do I need to start doing some eclipse prep shows for that? And they're like, oh, we're well beyond that. Uh, if you haven't learned the lessons um, over the past 19 years or whatever cycles are you most predominantly working with, 
Um, it's all like peeling an onion. It's all like um, circles within circles. Um, but if you haven't learned the lessons of the last 19 years, then um, there's there's things. Chances are you will not move you will not move forward in the way that you had hoped, and you may not get the biggest uh, bang for your buck that you were expecting out of the energies that are coming forward because you haven't done the work. So. <laughs> Uh, do I want to speculate on how many people listening have done the work and who have hasn't? They're saying it's a six. Oh, that's big. That's a 60-40 split. That 60% of you have done a ton of work and are ready to move um, exponentially forward. And 40% of you are just starting to do some of this work. Oh, uh, I got it. Okay. Um, so some of you... 60% of you have been working your asses off for the past 19 years and you're ready to move forward into a new um, area of your life. And 40% of you are starting to work on those areas now with this new set of eclipses. So like, uh, it's like a new, I can't really explain it. It's like a new timeline of spiritual growth for you. So some of you are going to be, yeah, it's kind of like, um, I've been seeing readings lately where it's like there's a new wave of light workers stepping forward. So, and those of you that have been working for a long time kind of get to sit back a little bit more and reap the rewards of your work and kind of move up in, um, into an, in integrity levels. So again, integrity levels is a whole other show. I probably need to I probably need to make note of all these darn shows I need to do. But integrity levels is another show we need to do. We talked about it. I don't know where we've talked about it. Maybe I was talking about it with my son the other day. Um, oh, last night we were talking about it because we were talking. Okay, so that's a whole other show. I don't want to go into it now because I could like go on. That's a long show. Uh, some of you are moving up in integrity levels. You've done a lot of work. You've kind of quote unquote proved yourself to spirit that you can handle a higher level of responsibility with your spiritual gifts and your spiritual powers, meaning you opened up more in the heart space and your crown space. Um, so when your heart is very open, um, loving, compassionate, when you're focused on Christ consciousness and unity consciousness, then you, oh, I'm getting big chills. Then you get to a point where um, you almost inherently can can do no harm um, because it's inherent in your nature now that where in the past, before you started your spiritual work, you might have been like, you know, I'll do something to get back at somebody. I'll just do this or I'll, you know, get my revenge plot or my vindictiveness or, you know, snarkiness. I don't know what it could be. But because you've worked so much on yourself, there's the thought may be slightly there, but there's no way that you could follow through with any um, type of lower vibrational acts such as that. And so your integrity level um, from spirit's perspective moves up and you are thus granted um, a greater use of your spiritual gifts and powers. So your, oh, <laughs> a lot of chills. So your third eye upgrades, your, um, some of your powers coming back that maybe you haven't had in quite some time. Um, last night, my son and I were talking about um, telekinesis and teleportation, and the guides wanted to focus there. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be so fun? You know, and, and remembering the days when you could just like point your finger and, you know, make something happen. 
So, so those of you that have risen in integrity levels, you may see a slow rising of some of those powers coming back again. Um, because you've proven that you're not going to misuse them like you may have done in the past, like past lives or past this life. All right, let me pause. This is very interesting. Hmm. Those of you in the 40% category, um, this is where... (laughs) This is where the rubber meets the road, they're saying, and you get to, um, you get to, if you want to, um, up your game in your spiritual practice. It comes with a little bit of a forewarning, though, I have to say, from experience, like the be careful what you wish for. It's not an easy path. It's not easy. It's, but... The reward in terms of soul growth and spiritual growth is immeasurable. So you kind of have to decide, like, do I want to keep going with my life as it is? Just kind of like, uh-huh, on this even scale. Or do I want to take it up a notch? Do I really want to expand my consciousness, my soul um, level abilities? Um, and if so, then, you know, get ready for the ride. Uh, you'll have a very interesting ride. All those energies are available. They're choice points too. Like, you know, Spirit's going to offer you the choice and you get to make it. It's not like you're pushed into some, you know, oh my God, I'm going to get pushed into some 19-year cycle I don't want to deal with. Um, You're going to get, I want to go this way, you're going to get given the choice of whether you want to do this or not. For those of us in the 60%, um, the choice still comes, but these are things we've been manifesting and we've been working on for quite some time. So it's not so like ambiguous, like what it is that's coming, it's rewards for all of your hard work. So just as an example, over the past 19 years, if somewhere in there, or if all along you look back in hindsight and you're like, wow, all along I've been doing work to manifest like my perfect perfect is the right word but I'm done all this work to manifest my divine counterpart someone who's truly aligned with me um then you know that person has been doing that work too over however long it's taken them you're now aligned and the choice point comes up where you are given the opportunity if you want to upgrade to move on to that higher vibrational life stream not a timeline, it's a live stream that's a little bit different. Again, another <laughs> advanced teaching. We need to talk about timelines versus the live streams. But um, it's still a choice you get to make. Now, who would choose to stay <laughs> where they're at now? But beyond me, but it's still a choice. Um, and it has to be provided as a choice uh, because we are a metaverse of um, free will just looking as I'm kind of talking at all the trees, all the nature beings. And I said on this podcast, I was going to take a longer trail, but let's see. Cause at some point I have to pause here and read the chapter. How long have I been talking? 19 minutes. So let's do this. Let me stand here overlooking the valley. This very interesting little rock. All my little stone people friends another little rock there 
And let's read these two chapters of Seafoam Inn. Um, when we last met, there were food trucks up at the lighthouse. There was um, some things we've skipped over where Dakar decides that he wants to take his relationship with Abigail to a next level and he's bought at um, auction a beautiful shield cut diamond four carat shield cut diamond ring that he wants to present to Abigail. Um, he is upgrading his home. He wants to sell the bungalow that he's been living in. It's a family home, so he's brought in people to like fix it up and renovate it. So, and because he has his eye on this very interesting property for him and Abigail. Um, Candy and Clark Witherspoon get married in a chapter that we didn't read yet. Um, and Clark, who is old money from the East Coast of the United States, um, presents Candy with her own company as a wedding present, um, makes her CEO in a partnership with him as a silent backer, gives her keys to a new home, and finally all Candy's um, dreams start coming true. We have in a chapter, another a part of the chapter we didn't read, Count Mishar wishing for a partner, saying that he doesn't want to do his dastardly deeds alone. Now, what kind of partner can align to Count Mashar? Well, I don't know, you know, he's working for the dark side, so uh, we could only assume that he's going to bring in his own dark maven, and we may have a new um, foe for the bringers of the light to be working with. We also have Mr. Meow, who decides, you know what, I can't be living this bad boy lifestyle anymore. <laughs> and so Mr. Meow contacts Scratchy, because these guys are all familiars of the um, human bringers of the light, but they're also humans themselves. So the majority of them I've found in the channelings are divine masculines who have been um, hiding from some aspect of their um, human 3D life. And so they went to bring us the Light HQ and they're like, nah, I'm just going to hide out for a while as somebody's, <laughs> somebody's familiar. So Mr. Meow decides that he is tired of this life of being Count Bashar's familiar. And he reaches out to Scratchy Willikers, who is Polly Willikers' familiar. And way back when um, Scratchy traded his human life um, because he fell in love with Polly and he did not want to leave her side, but she was, um, she had um, like promised herself to some old sea captain that had come in um, after she had drank a very interesting drink we've talked about before um, at a very magical drink that had brought in some old sea captain who'd been hanging around her. And so Scratchy was like, well, you know, I'm going to stick with her. And so he became a, her familiar. But now even he too is questioning, like, how long am I going to do this? How long am I going to stay with this, um, with Polly, if she doesn't see me for who I truly am? So here we come. This is the culmination. I'm going to read you two chapters of the week ahead, where we've come so far, be it the last 19 years, the last nine years, the last three years, whatever cycles you've been working in. Some of you know these cycles, what they are. Others do not. Um, and we probably could do a good pick a card. Oh my God, here's more ideas. <laughs> we need to do pick a card. What cycles in, in your life? Are most affecting you right now. Before we do any of that, 
I'm going to read you chapter 22. So this is where you listen with your master senses. Um, this is all channeled artwork. <laughs> this channeled artwork. Um, this, these books, all my fiction and nonfiction, are the ebooks are free to read. Um, I put my Smashwords publisher link in all my show notes, but you can also go to Apple Books, Google Books, Barnes and Nobles. All of these books are set with intention, as you'll see one of these chapters um, talks about, and I just have not had the opportunity or the time yet to organize my website. I started it um, to put these books um, and their corresponding audio or podcasts um, to where you can work with them as little workshops and workbooks. We're getting there. We haven't gotten to it yet, but it's part of what I want to work on. All right, but listen with your master senses. Because these are channeled, um, because I get the books via clear audience, I just sit down, I create sacred space, um, I open up my spiritual, all my spiritual gifts, and I just listen, and then the chapters come in via automatic writing. Because number one, it's fun for me, and I don't know what we're getting either as the, as the chapters roll by. And they always seem to, as part of my intentions, correspond to the week ahead energies or whatever intention I set because I'm the magician in my reality. And, uh, you know, intentions that I set are what come to be. So listen for the metaphors. So that's what you're listening for here. The meanings, the energy behind the words. It's all, it's all a multitude of light language and Reiki and downloads and I'm helping amplify the energy for you as you receive these messages. So see what resonates with you. If it doesn't resonate, just take it as a fun story and just move on, right? Um, chapter 22 is where we're at with old friends. Take a break. As the bell in the church tower struck the witching hour, because they're supposed to meet at midnight at this water tower. Both Scratchy and Mr. Meow walked up to the old water tower. Both felt there was a need to get their feelings out on the table and to, if they both liked the idea, make a plan to move forward in their lives. Scratchy was the first to speak, having shifted out of his cat form and back into his guise as an old wizard walking out late at night. Because, hey, it was Rockaway Point and nobody was going to question a wizard out at this hour. Mr. Meow, too, shifted into the old friend Scratchy had known so long ago. Good to see you, wizard, Scratchy said, embracing Meow. You too, Meow said, feeling tears well up in his eyes. They hadn't spoken like this in quite some time, long before they took the shape of a familiar and long before bringers of the Light HQ. Well, here we are once again, wizard, Scratchy said. Yep, man, Meow said. They weren't men of many words. Uh, they usually let their magic do the talking. And so these heart-to-hearts often started out awkwardly at first. How about a drink, the old cat wizard said, holding out a flask filled with enchanted berry wine. Meow took the flask and drank, a warm feeling coming over him. I guess most of this conversation happened in their minds because Scratchy took a long drink from the flask, the enchanted berry wine coming over him too. Yep, said Wizard Scratchy. Well, let's do this then, said Man Meow. And both familiars who were tired of playing the game had planned a whole resolution to their fate simply by standing under the soon-to-be-harvest full moon, drinking a little enchanted berry wine and having a, little, having a delightful conversation with their minds. There's a lot going on there about 
telepathy. Um, that could be a spiritual gift that's becoming enhanced between maybe two people. Um, the next chapter I'm going to read is The Lessons of Seafoam N, chapter 23. And this may be coming up for you to ponder some of the lessons you've been learning over whatever time period or time frame you're working with. But the chapter channeling says it's time now as we reach the culmination of this prose to ponder on the deeper lessons held within. We would like to make three key points as three is such a magical number and we love numbers. When we set out to tell you about the Seafoam Inn, we had some knowledge of where we wanted to take you on the journey. But just as you learn and grow, so too do the spirit friends in between these pages. And if you are following this prose as a magical journey, then you too are coming out the other side of some deep lessons. Point one, where, where were you when you started reading this is not where you are now. So where you kind of basically where you were when you started reading the book or start when we started working on this together, which I have to go back and see how long ago that was. Is it 22 weeks? Um, we only do these on Sundays. It's not where you are now. Significant learning and lessons have taken place and you may have realized that you were only guided to read this manuscript at certain times. That was part of the plan. And so there were some weeks where we skipped. We were asked to skip and do something else. Point two, you are now seeing the gift of hindsight rather than us dithering on about this and that. You were learning the lessons real time in the real world, just as the magic of these pages foretold. And point three, there's no going back now. Decisions have been made, runes cast and intentions set, contracts either renewed or forgotten, acquaintances forgiven and stock taken. Now you can get on with your life. No more stuck, no more fog. You are free to move on. Uh, because the next chapter 24 that we haven't channeled yet is called, is going to be called Full Harvest. So I think that's just a foreshadowing that Full Harvest is coming. Um, we'll start that chapter like next weekend. And just true to what they've been telling me, at the culmination of this Harvest Super Full Moon on the 29th, everything starts moving to a higher ground. Fate starts taking over, the wheel turns, the new begins, uh, new contracts walk in, new soul contracts walk in, old soul contracts start moving out. Now, it's because these are bigger life changes, some of them, obviously, you know, the moon doesn't culminate and bam, you know, lightning flashes and everything's different. Um, eclipses are going to, the October eclipses are going to energize these beginnings and these endings. Um, whatever needs to end is going to be giving more energy to end. Whatever is going to begin is going to be given more energy to begin in those areas of your life all the way till April. 2024 when we have a massive total solar eclipse um, that this time will be seen over the um, totality of the United States which has not happened in the US we have not been able to see a total solar eclipse like that since 2017 and for me that was the beginning of a huge downward spiral um, and so 
for any of you that kind of had that have the things happening between 2017 and now that you've really been working on um, in your Akashic record in your soul growth all of that um, you are going to see like immense power being restored to you um, basically ramping up over time so that when those eclipses in April 2024 move in it's like you're already in that higher power and you just keep continuing you keep you continue you keep continuing you keep continuing and you get more and more and more energized and more and more and more of your power starts coming back so let me check in here if there's anything else they want to talk about it's true to form or write it about our little 30 minute mark let me just see. So the advice to you is keep going. Um, no matter when you're listening to this, especially when full moons are around and super full moons are around. Um, I had this conversation with someone yesterday. It's kind of like, okay, choose what you're going to focus on because super full moons and uh, super full moons, especially amplify energies that are around you. And so there could this be this illusion, like nothing's happening or no, I'm sliding backwards, you know? So choose where you put your mental focus because you're not sliding backwards. Anything in your life that you don't want that seems amplified is just an illusion of these full moon, the, the full moon energy. That's how it works every month. You know, that werewolf syndrome or whatever, like people are going crazy uh, because the things that are in you or around you or a part of your energy field um, get amplified but you know what you're manifesting so if I give you any sort of TLC for the soul pep talk it's keep going don't slide back don't feel like because something's in your current reality that that's the way it's gonna be that it's that it's gonna stay there that you're stuck there whatever because just like you are the magician of your own reality right you know what you're manifesting so keep your eye on the prize keep moving forward don't let yourself falter. If you do let, even if you do falter a little bit, you know, like, so what, right? I faltered a little bit, but, um, you will know, you will know what's illusion and what's not. And if you don't know, ask your guides to help, help you see, give you signs, give you messages, give you serendipities and synchronicities, show you the magic, show you the mystery, focus on the things you can control. If it, you're in a situation and you can't control the outcome right at this moment, um, you know, you can't, whatever, <laughs> can't get rid of that person right this second. You can't, you know, have that giant bank account right this minute. You know you're manifesting those things, so don't lose sight of that. Um, and it, try to put your best to ignore the things you can't control. I don't want to say ignore is not a good word. Try the best, try your best to significantly limit the amount of time you focus on the things you can't control because sometimes you can't just, like if it's a person, you can't, and they're in your reality and you can't make them leave, you can't ignore, you can't really ignore them, but you can significantly limit the amount of time you spend in their presence or the amount of time you spend thinking about them or the situation and really play up the things that you can control. Really spend time on the things you love. Really put the mental focus and energy into what you're manifesting. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you what I'm seeing right now, but it is in the infinity sign, infinity symbol. Uh, oh my God. I can't even go there. Um, 
sometimes there's trash on the ground. I can't even describe what it is on this podcast. Oh, but here's some trash I actually can pick up. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> people leaving things behind, like in some sort of a full moon sky cloud ceremony. Like a lover's lane up here. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I can actually pick up these trash cups and stuff and throw these away. Um, all right, friends. That's enough being silly. Um, I... I'm so glad you're here with me. I am always overjoyed to be able to do this work with you. Uh, I'm so happy that I have the freedom, um, that Spirit has granted me the freedom to be able to um, take this work on and to follow my passion and follow my dreams and to reach all of you whenever you come across this podcast. So without further ado, I want to thank you all so very much for joining me here, and we will see you all again soon. Take care. This episode has been brought to you by Relics Bookshop, Oakwood's premier location for magical books, sacred tools, candles, body care items, and more. Be you wizard, muggle, or witch, Relics has something for everyone. Thank you so much for listening.